financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. And we are talking bear markets, which I think makes everybody panic. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at both ends of the spectrum there. The shortest bear market we've had in history, early 2020. Okay. That's where we back in six months. That was the pandemic. Yeah, six months is good. Six months we can deal with. But how long has the longest one lasted? The, The depression. Stocks fell 84% 84% during the Depression. Stocks fell 84% just between 29 and 32. You, you can test me on those data. I'm really reaching for that in memory, but I, I think those are correct. 84%, um, man. Let's hope that does yeah. not happen. Well, I don't, I don't think we're up for that. And, uh, you know, but again, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not offering investment advice on the air. I'm just saying these are my opinions about where I think we're going. You know, in the 70s, we had the oil crisis. We had economic, you know, agreement between nations falling through. We had high inflation. We had another bear market. Well, does that sound familiar? Mm. You know, it sounds a little familiar. That was a pretty big one. Stocks fell 50%, you know, from their peak that was in, like, 1973. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to think about this. It's probably not... I hope it's not the worst bear market we're going to have. It may not be the best. We don't know. So, again, what I was talking about, particularly for retirees, um, is the kinds of things that you can do. Now, we were talking about uh, RMDs, being forced to take your money out of your IRA. Mm-hmm. I just want to note that if you have a Roth IRA, you are not forced to take those RMDs because that money is, you've already paid tax on that. That's after tax dollars. Okay. But... You know, historically, we used to have pensions, and we still have some pensions. Some companies still offer a pension, but many companies stopped offering pensions, and they could, after 401ks were were implemented. Mm -hmm. A 401k was not really designed. It was designed to augment your pension. But, But of course... Not to replace it, really. That's right. But, of course, it hasn't been used that way. Employers used to match. A lot of employers don't even match now. Mm -hmm. So people are scrambling for a few things that I think have have bred a problem here. The first is they're scrambling to save enough money for retirement because they're worried, hey, we're going to live longer and we want to live better. That means we need more money, so we're going to scramble to save for retirement. And if we're not getting a match for an employer or we don't have a pension, we have to try even harder. And as we get closer to retirement, we start taking advantage of things like the catch-up that we can do. You know, we can add more to our IRA because we're closer to retirement and mm-hmm. have allowed this. That has pushed, in my opinion, the idea of marrying risk. When you say to people, geez, the stock market's doing great for 11 years, right? right. The stock market's doing great and look at these earnings and uh, you, you must take on risk if you want more money. Then people will take on risk. And because we've been in a bull market for so long, taking aside the 2020 pandemic mm-hmm. situation, which I think everybody sort of accepted in their head and, you know, and just accepted, not accepted, uh, and just said, you know, that it's a pandemic. What do you expect? It'll come back when, the, when we find a cure, right? Right, yeah. Um, because of that, I think that people really are almost inured to the idea of risk. You know, if, if one more person says to me, well, the market always comes back, mm-hmm. they're not even going to look at their account because the market always comes back. Yeah, I got it. I mean, I heard somebody on TV yesterday say, so I should lose the password to my 401k again. 
<laughs> it's upsetting looking at it, for sure. It is. I know it is. I know I'm constantly, you know, beating my head against a brick wall here saying to people, you need to look. I'm not saying you need to look because I want you to feel the pain. I'm saying you need to look because when you do, you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. So what can you do about it, right? Let's talk about some things you can do. The first thing you could do is you could call your advisor or the person managing your 401k who you've probably never talked to, but there is somebody who's mm-hmm. involved in that, and say, you know, what are we going to do in this market? And, and don't take this for an answer. Don't worry, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right? You want to know why it will be okay. You want to understand your diversification, have some options about things you can do. If you're 59 and a half, part of the SECURE Act in 2019, which has now been bumped up to SECURE Act Mm -hmm. 2.0, part of that SECURE Act was that you could do something called an in-service transfer. We've talked about this before. If you're 59 and a half, even if you're still working at that company, Mm -hmm to be able to do an in-service transfer and transfer some of that money out of your 401k or other defined benefit plan, defined contribution plan, into something of your own, an IRA um, that is in mutual funds, an IRA that's in stocks, an IRA that's in annuities, whatever, an IRA that's in CDs. So you can manually diversify. You You can pull it out of there. You could also move it over within your 401k to a different... To a lower, different to a lower risk thing? Or, or at least a different diversification. I mean, it's not necessarily always about lower risk. But again, if you're close to retirement and you're, you're thinking about this, you might consider it. Now, what do I think is not a great idea? I think you don't want to just wake up in the morning and say, we're in a bear market, sell everything. Mm. You really want to think this through, just like you would any, anything else. Okay. One thing that seems to be really on people's minds these days is unretirement. What do you mean by unretirement? Just the fact that people aren't retiring at 65 anymore or that they're coming out of retirement to work again? That's right. They retire. Okay. Then they realize, boy, my account isn't what I thought or I wasn't as well prepared as I thought Mm -hmm. or right now prices are increasing. I can't afford gas and groceries and things like that are getting higher. Coupled with something, a a pressing bear market like now, gee, my account balances are dwindling and my expenses are going up, what am I going to do about that? Mm, yeah. People will tighten their belts first. They'll say, I won't spend as much money. But then many people are going back into the workforce. So we're seeing a, a, a growth in the number of employees that are age 55 to 64. Okay. Back into the labor market. Now, in some ways, that can help people to catch up. Now they're back in the labor market. They're earning again. They can continue saving again for retirement. And so sometimes they, they just get it wrong initially. You know, maybe they didn't have a coach involved or whatever. They, they get it wrong or they got it right and then something changed in their life. And they find that now they have to go to plan B mm-hmm. and they unretire. One of the things that is really disconcerting to me is the amount of increase we've had in home equity lines, which means people are using the equity line, the equity in their homes, uh, sometimes to make home improvements. A lot of those we've We've done shows on, you know, don't over-improve your home, but there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they're using it as a savings account. We don't have enough to retire on. Let's take this home equity line. And through March, that increase was nearly 11%, according to the Credit Union National Association and its affiliates. And that's just because so, people needed money for living expenses? Well, it could be. I mean, I think people 
So, again, I think we were lulled into this sense of complacency, like the market's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know? but people say it to me about houses all the time. Well, my, the price of my house, the value of my house is high. Mm-hmm. Will it always be? No. It's going to go up and down. That's what values do. When you leave a value high enough, long enough, you have earnings in the stock market long enough, you have real estate values high long enough, you have prices high for long enough, $5 a gallon in gas. Three weeks ago, people were screaming about it. Now people are kind of grousing about it. Ah, I had to pay 5 bucks a gallon for gas again. Nobody's accepted it yet. Right. But if you had that for a year... $4.50 will seem like a fire sale on gas. And where are you finding it for four fifty? I can only find four ninety nine. <laughs> I $4.69, believe it or not, at one of those big box membership stores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- that's what I mean. It's all perception. Four, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was standing at the pump saying, I can't believe I'm happy right. about paying $4.69 a gallon. Yeah. So let's just talk just for a second or two about a couple of things you could do if you are forced to take your RMDs or if you're just saying, look, I'm worried about my account dwindling here. What am I going to do? One of the hardest things to do is to decide to sell. You know, you're heavily invested in stocks. We had somebody that was came to us a week or so ago. They were 100% in tech stocks. Their portfolio had dropped by 40%. They had yes. They were taking on as much risk as they were, mm-hmm. which I think is true of most people because they're working with advisors who say, don't worry, you're diversified and here's your earnings for the year. And they just think the advisor is great and they're making a lot of money. But, you know, if you're watching that happen, if you're either afraid of it or you've already seen your portfolio dwindle, making the decision to sell is very hard. People always want to just hang on to the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. It gets a little easier when you realize that if you sold some stuff and moved it, properly, you might move to safety and still have decent earnings. Most of us think if we move to safety, we're going to have, you know, we're going to earn 1% of our money, right? right? But there are things, and we've talked briefly about it, where you can roll money from your 401k or IRA into a product that will give you safety of principle and really competitive earnings linked to the market still, but they aren't directly invested in the market. So you, when you do that, you get some upside potential without the downside potential, which sounds impossible, but when you understand the details, you understand how it works. One of the things you can do with those kinds of accounts is you can purchase something called an income rider mm-hmm. on things. And those income riders very often come with a guarantee. We will grow your income column by 7% guaranteed every year, things like that. So there's a lot of bells and whistles. You can read all the bad and all the good about things like this, but it's just a kind of a heads up for people that you should recognize that you can do a lot of things, even beyond what your local advisor or, or personal advisor may be telling you if they're only dealing with securities, they're only dealing with stocks and bonds. There may be other options available for you, too. Maybe it hasn't been the right thing for you to be in in the past, but this might be where you want to be thinking about this. So, again, I know I've been chicken little saying, you know, this is coming, the sky's falling, move to safety, move to safety, but I think we're at a place now where people should be really taking a hard look at their portfolios. So in a bear market, is there are there ways that you can actually make money, or is everybody losing money in a bear market? No, there are ways to make money, but you have to be really good. Okay. <laughs> but you are really looking for buying opportunities. And when I said cash is king, mm-hmm. putting in a position where um, if, if you are a person who can trade and trade well, you put yourself in a position where you can wait for a bit 
find the buying opportunities and buy, you know, we don't even want to start thinking about what cryptocurrency has done lately. Yeah. And that was based on a lot of people who thought they were very good at trading, who were riding this, you know, up, down, up, down, isn't this great trading. It may come back one day, I don't know, but right now people are getting their clocks cleaned in cryptocurrency. Thinking about whether it makes sense to move some money to safety, and if you're forced to take your RMDs, uh, really take a hard look at, at your expenses and the other side of that, whether you can earn more money or not. And last but not least, don't forget about that in-service transfer at 59 and a half. You can really make that pay off for you if you do it properly. All right. I'm sure the people will have questions. And if they want to get some advice from you, what is the number they can call? <laughs> they can reach us at 413-773-3333. Or as always, visit HugYourMoney.com. Great show today. Thank you so much. The Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Thanks for joining us. It's Financial Fitness right here on WHMP. We'll have another show coming up next Saturday.